Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 295 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in the week of October the 31st to November the 6th in the book of Daniel, in specifically chapters 1 to 6. So today we are looking at as I mentioned yesterday, what is probably one of the most famous uh, stories in with Daniel uh, and in his book, which is about him and the lion's den. So the the background to this is that uh, Babylon has been captured by the Persians and uh, Darius is set over the kingdom, uh, but that Cyrus is the king, uh, the ruler of the Persians at this time. And if you recognise that name Cyrus, you should, because he is the one that... Um, allows a number of Jews to return back to Jerusalem uh, and in particular to build up the temple and the, and the city wall uh, when you think of like Nehemiah and other people like that and Ezra. So that is um, where we're up to in the kind of the stage of history uh, now. And Darius uh, decides to put over the kingdom 120 princes and over those princes are three presidents and Daniel is the first president. So clearly uh, Daniel... Uh, has been given a very important role in this kingdom. Uh, basically, it sounds like second to the king, or second, sorry, second to, you know, Darius, who is the ruler over this part of the kingdom. And in verse 3, it says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole, whole realm. So we have here, Daniel, because of his example, uh, is given a very important role. Um, and this is a role that he's given because there is an excellent spirit in him. And hopefully for us in our day, um, in our situation and context, uh, we stand out um, as having an excellent spirit uh, because we are following uh, the directions, the, the promptings of the spirit to help us make the right choices. Uh, so this is a very uh, interesting uh, point to be made there. And then... Um, the of course the presidents and the princes of which there are you know over 120 of them um they're not happy about this and they want to try and remove daniel from his place um so they try to find things that are wrong with him but they just can't in verse 5 it says then said these men we shall not find any occasion against this daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his god what an incredible um statement to be made about you can you can that be said about you that there is nothing that can be found that is a problem or is wrong with what you do um, except for the fact that you are different in the sense that you follow the lord and that you are obedient to him um i i know that you know there's things that i need to work on to improve to have that said about me and so uh let's hope that we can eventually be a bit more like daniel and be someone that is only um whose only faults are just how dedicated we are to the Lord in the eyes of the world, at least. Um, so we move forward. And the as, as many of you all know, the fellow rulers of the kingdom uh, put together a plan uh, to say that, um, or to make a decree that the king should sign, saying that they shouldn't um, make a petition of God or of any man for 30 days except for the king. Uh, so very focused on uh, self-centered 
um, decree, uh, but the king signs it. Uh, and I suppose that indicates perhaps just the trust that the king that the king had um, in his rulers and his president his presidents. But um, they make the statutes. He signs the decree, and uh, Daniel knows it's signed. Uh, however, he continues as before. In verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem and kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did as he did aforetime. So he carries on. Uh, he carries on with his usual methods of worship. He carries on with his prayers. And not only that, notice that it says specifically in the verse, his windows being open in his chamber. So, you know, if this decree has gone out, Daniel could be understood for thinking, oh, I've probably got to be a bit more discreet. And maybe not, um, you know, maybe not stopping saying his prayers, but maybe closing those windows or, you know, going a bit in a more of a secretive place to say his prayers. And I'm sure the Lord would have understood this. You know, he's still trying to say his prayers. He's still trying to communicate with the Lord. Um, but he's just doing it in a slightly different way for 30 days. Uh, because, you know, he knows he's going to get into trouble if he's caught praying. But Daniel, he doesn't allow the influence of the world to change the way he worships God. Again, huge example. Uh, I, I think that we sometimes um, forget just how significant that is, that he just carried on um, worshipping in the way that he had before, um, despite this... Um, this decree. Anyway, we know that uh, he's brought before the king, uh, and the king is pretty upset by this. Um, he doesn't want Daniel to be punished, um, and he's actually uh, displeased with himself, it says in verse 14. And he wants to deliver Daniel, but there is no decree or statute that can be changed, including by the king himself. Very uh, intriguing. Um, traditions uh, in in those days um and i suppose um you know we all find difficulties at times in our lives that um we just don't seem to be able to overcome uh so daniel is sent to the lion's den and in verse 17 it says and a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lord so that the purpose might not be changed concerning daniel uh it, the, the fact that there's a stone that's brought that covers the uh the place where Daniel is put in with the lions is uh, an intriguing one. Um, for me, it, it gives me parallels of the Saviour uh, being put into his the, into the sepulchre and the stone being rolled in front of that. Um, I wonder if there is any parallels. The, the main parallels I can think of at this moment is that Daniel, uh, like the Lord, is sent uh, into the jaws of death um, and then he is brought out. The stone is rolled away and miraculously he... Uh, he he lives. I just think there's a nice little parallel there uh, that I hadn't really considered before, but I'm sure there's many other ways that there is a uh, comparisons between the, the two events. If uh, if you want to let me know what, if you find, think of any more, then please do share it on the Facebook group uh, or via email, ldstudysession at gmail.com. But as we know, uh, the king, he goes and we see here the impact Daniel's had on, had on him. In verse 18, it says, and the king went to his palace and the passing and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. So he basically fasted and slept very little uh, through that night. And then he gets up in the morning, goes with haste, and he finds that Daniel is saved. 
the, the mouths of the lions have been shut um, and the king is glad and brings them out. And this um, leads to another decree, one which I'm sure the presidents and the, uh, the, the, the rulers of the kingdom were, were not expecting. Uh, he says in verse 26, that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this, comparing that to Nebuchadnezzar's reaction of seeing a miracle of God, where he said, oh, well, uh, don't speak ill of this God or I'm going to kill you. Uh, This person, uh, this, this Darius, is a lot more respectful of the Lord, tells the kingdom to tremble and fear before him, for he is the living God, uh, and he worketh miracles. We don't know if he was converted as such, um, but we know that he tells the kingdom to respect and to to tremble before uh, the God of Daniel, that he is the living God. Uh, So it's a very significant uh, statement made by this king here. So Daniel not only uh, has an impact on those around him, but he also has an impact on the entire kingdom because of his faithfulness. And uh, I think this example of Daniel is just huge. Um, And so if we can reflect on how we can be more like Daniel and not be afraid to worship in the way that we do, although we should, but also have that excellent spirit with us um, so that we can work uh, the the work of the Lord in the the world around us. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us today. We'll continue uh, with the book of Daniel tomorrow. We'll go back uh, and cover a few different principles that was dotted throughout the book. So please do join us then. uh, And until we meet again.